Hello and welcome to our episode of Experience Matters. This is your one, two, three punch to customer experience success. And we have a phenomenal guest today, Cheryl Walton, who is somebody that I've been learning a tremendous amount from in the last couple months around the focus of automation. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. Glad to be here. We're so happy to have you. And Cheryl, you've been doing great work in this area for for many years and uh, just you have a mannerism about you, a way of speaking about this difficult topic that makes it really accessible and easy to understand. So you were a no-brainer for this podcast and this challenge, which our challenge statement, what is it, Cheryl? It is, what are the most important things you can do to build or create automation in your space? Mm. Yeah, yeah. This is, your, this is your primer to how to automate intelligently, to automate well. Everybody's talking about it. We have all these digital transformation efforts that are out there, and you've probably got the the email from your executive saying, go automate. And now you're like, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're probably thinking, oh, the first thing I need to do is go buy something, which could be the case. But what we want to help you do, what me and Cheryl are going to help you do, is to think through this process long-term to equip yourself for success now So that if you are making a purchase, you're buying the right thing and you're doing the right activities that are going to make you successful in the long term. Woo. All right. So Cheryl, let's uh, let's get to know you a little bit. I see you're over there rocking your your Lakers garb. And we were talking about the last dance before the podcast started. What? Why Lakers? I'm a huge Laker fan. L.A. is my home. I was born and raised there, and I have rocking Laker t-shirts that take me all the way back to the 80s Wow! when they were winning all of the series and the big three-peat, and I still have a t-shirt that has holes in it because wow. it's so old. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. From the what Pat a, Riley days. Yeah. What a legacy that was in those days. I, I was young, but uh, still pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Good. All right, Cheryl. Well, let's dive in. We have our first big, our first big innovative solution, our right punch. What is, what is number one way to be successful in the area of automation? You must have an excellent source of knowledge. You have to have the great knowledge base to be able to respond to and add value to a tool that you'll mm-hmm. put in place. Um, garbage in, garbage out. If your nice. knowledge is not good or reflective of the uh, types of things that you handle in your um, space, then your AI tool will return that same thing. So it will add no value because all of the answers or the issues or solutions that it's trying to resolve will not be correct. So the knowledge base is key to having a good AI tool. You have to start there. So you talk about knowledge base as like a thing, a tool, but when, when you talk about knowledge, are you talking about like the actual curation of the intelligence that we're collectively forming as well, right? Yes, that is correct. And and that could be twofold. It could be the, the knowledge and curation of that information, but then you'll also have to do your homework and the research so that you understand what drives the tools that you are trying to create. Okay. That's key. Um, and moving forward from that point. Wow. Yeah, I've been a part of a support team where we implemented KCS, our knowledge-centered service, and it made such a tremendous difference for us in our self-service capabilities and other things. I mean, we were getting the entire customer service department well-versed in their ability to, to both participate and enhance 
our collective knowledge capabilities, and it just made everything better. Yes, it does. That's good. Is, is there any other methodology that's out there other than KCS that you might recommend? Um, it just depends on what it is that you would like to use. There's different platforms and there's different areas. You can create a container for yourself to have the knowledge in. You could leverage mm -hmm. a SharePoint. You can leverage a ServiceNow. You can leverage your Salesforce. It just depends on what tool your company or organization is comfortable with. Some people create their own and others already have something in place you know, that's a part of the actual platform. Love it. Okay. So look at what you got first. Decide together as a larger organization, how can we effectively bring this data together and not create knowledge silos <laughs> that interfere with our ability to serve customers and serve each other? Love it. Okay. So number one, knowledge. Knowledge is the foundation of good automation. So moving into number two, our left jab, I believe it's platform types. So tell us a little bit about platform types, Cheryl. That is correct. So any tool that you are considering should always align with and must support your existing systems and technology. Hmm. You do not want to have a tool that you must support. You want that tool to support you. So if it doesn't integrate well, if it doesn't play well, if it can't be implemented with ease, um, minus all the complexities, you probably will want to move on to the next tool. You have to do a lot of research. You have to do a lot of proactive measures prior to selecting a tool because you want to be able to leverage everything that you have. You don't want to spend any more money because it can be quite costly. You don't want to reinvent the wheel because then you're making changes to an environment that has served you well yeah. for X amount of years or X amount of you know employees or, or clients. Um, so you absolutely must find a tool that works for you. You don't want to work for the tool. You want it to work for you. Hmm. Is there any wisdom that you would give somebody that's going out, and it's very overwhelming. I mean, there's so many technologists that play in this space of automation. How does somebody go about picking the right tool for them? You decide which is important to you. What type of systems are you using? Is it to answer questions? Is it to house your ticketing? Hmm. Is it to compensate customers? You have to decide which component is the most important. Then you go and you select a tool that can leverage that for you, that can expand on that for you, but you want it to add the value. That's smart. Let's start with the customer at heart. What are we trying to achieve? How are we looking to enhance the customer experience? And let's reverse engineer it from there. Great advice, Cheryl. Love that. Okay, so our third and final tip, punch, is coming at you. We have AI tool and environment to guide the automation well. So now we're talking about the people that are involved. It's not as easy as standing up machine learning, plug, plug it in and walk away. We've got to guide this tool to success. How do we do that, Cheryl? So you're going to put in place some great Q&A and testing, and that's from your resources and whether or not it's in your dev environment or your staging environment. Mm. Um, you'll need to decide how the testing is going to be completed by the team, whether or not the resources are engaged or familiar with or informed about the AI tool. They'll need to understand how it works, um, what the expected behaviors are, whether or not the functions that your AI tool is about to present, others can understand. So you must have really good testing resources 
Um, and you can't just pick a few people and say, hey, test this, ask it a question. Mm. If it answers, it's good. No, it doesn't work like that. You need to understand the infrastructure and the backend information on how the AI tool is going to serve up your information. And then the others will have an excellent experience from that. Wow. Love this. Goodness, Cheryl. I, I've read recently in HBR that like 80% of digital transformation efforts fail. If only they had a Cheryl <laughs> that had this yeah. wisdom and this experience, my goodness. And I feel like one thing that makes you really special, it, it, I feel like why some of these digital transformation efforts fail is because they come at it with a data science perspective. They come yes. at it with an IT perspective, and they lose the perspective of customer experience. Yes. And they, they lose the vision of what are we actually looking to achieve? How can we make people's lives better through this technology instead of just being able to check all these boxes at the end of the project? So, I mean, you're, you're so good at, at doing that, keeping the vision in mind, keeping the customer uh, as the focus of, of this transformation, uh, which, which guides you to success in these projects. So love it, Cheryl. I see behind you, is that a tiger on your wall there? It is. Oh, goodness. Have you, have you watched Tiger King at all? I have, and I've also went cool. to South Africa. Good. Oh, and cool. I've seen them actually live. Yeah, seen. they're beautiful. They're much beautiful than the pictures that you see. Man, but what? I mean, your thoughts on Carol Bastian? <sighs> Love her. <laughs> <laughs> Roll on, there. Roll on, yes. Um, and can I just add one more thing? Yeah. That your tool can be feature rich, but you want to make sure those features is what your organization or clients are asking for and they need because you can have rich features but you don't have to put them out in your environment right away good you can house those and as you expand the features will likely expand and change along with that yep yep keep that long-term view love it cheryl well if you were to offer one more piece of wisdom to somebody just getting into this automation world one pitfall to avoid what would you leave us with have patience. Don't mm. get ahead of yourself. Take your time because once you make the decision, you'll be able to create the tools that you need very quickly. So slow down in the beginning. Be very methodical in how you approach what your needs are because it only takes a matter of weeks to launch. Wow. So you just want to be sure of the tool that you select. Man, this is so important. Thank you, Cheryl. Well, this is wrapping up our episode for today. I had somebody ask me this morning, Nate, where do you think customer experience is going in the next five years? And I, I, I gave a kind of a non-sexy response, but I really feel like we as CX professionals are going to continue to focus in the areas of good change management, getting back to the fundamentals around change management and digital transformation. How can we enhance the customer and the employee experience on digital channels those two things together, that's where I think that CX is moving in the next five years. What do you think, Cheryl? I believe so. It should absolutely be that way because self-service is right in there with us. Oh, yeah. yeah. So important. When it's good, it's great. When it's yeah. bad, my goodness, there's nothing more frustrating. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, was, I was screaming in the bathroom just a, a few weeks ago at a, at a bot that just couldn't think for itself. So, <laughs> Ooh, my goodness. And you the, think about the garbage in, garbage out when you say yeah. that, right? Yep, it's it's real. It's real. The bad bots exist. Let's make yes. good bots, Cheryl. We can do it. Absolutely. It. 
Well, thank you so much for your wisdom today. Uh, don't don't wait. The next episode is going to be posted in the next couple of days. So we, we so appreciate you following and subscribing, continuing to do that. Please share this wisdom from Cheryl. And until the next episode, make experiences that matter. Thank you. Thank you.